Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media and Service of Change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II. This is the show that makes the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural, delving deep into the rabbit hole, exploring subjects that most don't want to even look at or consider to be real, looking at what is fringe, looking at what is unpopular, because we understand that reality is not what it seems. We're going down the rabbit hole this evening. Saturday, September 23rd, 2017, the day the world is supposed to end once again, as we hear being spread throughout social media. Here we are, it's 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So far, the world has not ended. We have had some things happening today and in the week leading up to this that might lead people to think that, but I think once again, we're being used and exploited for our emotional and conscious power of creation. What have we created? I'm not sure at this point. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I want to explore some of the things going on in the news. Some of this stuff may sound a little down, but I think in the end I have uh, some positive stuff to say, some good things to talk about. I was kind of feeling down looking at everything going on in the world over the past week, but I think it's all a matter of perspective, and I think we could dig ourselves out of that hole, and that's why I hope you continue listening. I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that's going on, because sometimes just hearing about it and talking about it, it's a healing factor for us, but we can move through that depression that we feel because there's some bad stuff going on we can move through that and we can find a place of healing and we can find a a better place to stand so we don't have to look at it as if the world's going to end within the next two hours which again i don't think that's going to happen at this point in time so i'm going to talk about some news stories here because i think they're interesting and i think they give us another glimpse as to what's going on in the world around us and this one the technology that's coming out of this one is fascinating to me not a good thing, but it's fascinating to me. This is from Unknown Country. It states the U.S. may close Cuban embassy over mysterious sonic weapon attacks. More information has come to light regarding the mysterious attacks perpetrated against American diplomats working at the U.S. embassy in Cuba. 21 individuals have now been affected by what appears to be a series of attacks employing a covert sonic weapon. U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson announced that they are considering closing the embassy in response to the incidents a move that could severely damage recently renewed diplomatic ties between Cuba and the U.S. Along with the number of individuals affected having risen to 21, the range of symptoms has also increased, including permanent hearing loss, headaches, nausea, and tinnitus. A number of those affected are also now showing signs of brain swelling and concussions and are having difficulty with mental concentration and common word recall. One victim reported, according to Associated Press, he was hit late at night with an agonizing, blaring, grinding noise, as if he'd walked through some invisible wall cutting straight through his hotel room, preceding that, the onset of his symptoms. Many of the reports also include that the areas affected by these sounds are focused in specific areas of their dwellings. Moving out of the affected area caused the noise to stop. Reports such as this led to the initial investigation into the phenomenon the suspected sonic weapon was being used. However... Symptoms of mild brain trauma are prompting investigators to rethink this theory. I'm going to leave the rest of this, the link to the rest of this in the show notes at servicechange.com. But what's coming to mind right now, some of the things I'm piecing together, 
in the past, we've had people that have talked about some of these symptoms. Some of these people actually hear voices, but some of these people talk about the noise and the tone, the things they're suffering from. And they've talked about it being some kind of weapon, some kind of energy-directed weapon from a government or some kind of power. And they've been dismissed as absolute looney tunes, as absolute crazy. But now we've got the United States Embassy, people being attacked there. Now we're all of a sudden we're acknowledging, yes, these things happen. But this sounds paranormal. What do we do? Make the paranormal normal here, right? This is a, or, or supernatural. But now we know that technology does exist. So my question is, we should, or my statement is, I think we should revisit some of these older cases. I, I did a show. I'm going to have to find it because, in all honesty, I'm just making this connection now as I'm going through the show. But I, I'm going to look for the show I did, but it, it described what people went through and how they were targeted and exploited with similar sounds like this. And then some of these people then were later driven to commit uh, shootings and things of that nature. But these weapons exist. These things exist. And, and my point in being is that this has been the crux of a lot of the research that I've been doing is that, and, and go back and listen to my mind control shows and, and hopefully... If I ever get this book done, you'll see what I'm talking about. If we're unaware of this stuff, we are incredibly vulnerable to manipulation, to manipulate our thoughts, our minds, and our behaviors. So uh, I'll have the links to the previous shows that touch on this stuff in the show notes at servicechange.com. Please check it out. I think this is important. This is something that we need to be aware of. Again, this is not something that is... Um, fringe anymore. This is not a story that is a conspiracy theory. This exists. This is now happening. It's being reported in mainstream sources to uh, to members of the embassy. We don't know who's doing it. They said it, they suspect it could possibly be Russia. They may not even be Cuba that's there. And, I mean, the world's just trying. I mean, there's so much misinformation, disinformation. It's all a big intelligence game. Who knows who's doing what? Speaking of that stuff here, this comes to us from NewYorkTimes.com. Facebook to turn over Russian-linked ads to Congress. You've listened to my show last week. That's what I was touching on, how Russia has been subverting the United States, or they're alleging that it's Russia. I don't know who it is, but you know, I think the, the roads lead to Russia. Um, under growing pressure from Congress and the public to reveal more about the spread of covert Russian propaganda on Facebook, the company said on Thursday that it was turning over more than 3,000 Russian-linked ads to congressional committees investigating the Kremlin's influence Operation, influence operation in the 2016 presidential campaign. I care deeply about the democratic process and protecting its integrity, Facebook's chief executive Mark Zuckerberg said during an appearance on Facebook Live, the company's video service. He added that he did not want anyone to use our tools to undermine democracy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Isn't that what Facebook basically did during the last election? I digress. That's not what we stand for, he said. The announcement that Facebook would share the ads at the Senate and House Intelligence Committees came after the social network spent two weeks on the defensive. The company faced calls for greater transparency, about 470 Russia-linked accounts, in which fictional people posed as American activists, which were taken down after they had prompted inflammatory messages on divisive issues. Facebook had previously angered congressional staff by showing only a sample of the ads, some of which attacked Hillary Clinton, or praised Donald J. Trump. Again, you just don't know who to believe and what the true story is here because it's all it's all an intelligence game, really. And you've got people playing both sides, you know, people on one, opposite sides, people not who they say they are. 
I don't know what the hell Facebook's doing. I, I don't know what's what anymore. What I do know is that there is an organization, there is an organized effort to really just disrupt things going on in the world. And again, I'm not saying that to make us scared. I'm saying that to make us be aware because doesn't that change things a little bit? If there's somebody that you listen to, something you've been following, and you think about it, and they're preaching hateful things, they're preaching things that although they may be saying, well, in order to get your group to get what it wants, we got to do something bad or exploit something bad or hurt somebody, well, they may be manipulating you as well. And once you get, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, once they get whoever out of your out of their way, you may be the next target. Okay. Forgive me, my uh, computer's chiming in the background. So I don't know who to believe or who to trust at this point. I just know that you really can't trust anybody when it comes to Facebook, the mainstream, the government. All right, another story here. I'm going to shift gears. This one's more paranormal-ish. I'm just going through a lot of news stories this week that I found interesting. This one is from The Sun. And it's called The Witch Doctor. A black witch says he can help heal people from diseases, including cancer, by working with demons. Black Witch S, also known as Savannah, says she has transformed the lives of thousands of her followers through, quote, very powerful black magic. Black Witch S practices black magic, or the left-hand path, which says she has transformed the lives of thousands of her students and followers. Savannah, 46, claims she recently helped to, quote, heal a 23-year-old Los Angeles police officer from acute stage 4 leukemia by talking to her demon guide, Astaroth. While there's no medical evidence to prove she has healed anyone, the mother of the boy wrote a testimonial on Savannah's website claiming he was in remission. The witch added that she had healed various members of her family and her coven, and five million people have visited her website this year alone. The mom of three who lives in New Orleans, Louisiana, told Sun Online that she began helping the young man with leukemia after his mother wrote to her and asked her for help. There's more to this. I'll have all the links in the show notes, as always. But I find this to be a little bit contradictory because when you think of demons, you think of Satan, you think of all that stuff, you think evil, you think bad. Why would somebody who's practicing something evil help heal the sick? That sounds like a pretty benevolent act to me. Now, I don't know. Maybe she's promising to sell somebody's soul. Maybe she's making death threats or or sacrificing animals. I I don't know her process. Uh, Let's see here. She says she helped the woman make a pact with Lucifer to help hear her son before carrying out various spells on the young man herself. There we go. I answered my own question. Uh, let's see. Savannah said the mother of 23-year-old wrote to me and asked me what I could do to help because the prognosis was not good. Let's see. I want to see if it says anything else about what she did. You can call out your spiritual connection and ask for them to look after the person. You can put different stones around the doll to make protect- a protection vortex. Okay, so... She uses uh, the healing kit of voodoo doll to bring that doll to life by making it in the image of the person you want to heal. Because of the serious nature of what he was going through, I also used group magic, which is extremely powerful. I asked all the students of my Working with Demons course to pray, asking for this young life to be saved. Then I connected psychically to this young man, and I filled up his aura with healing energy. I also connected to my spirit guide, Astaroth, a demon who uses the power of Lucifer, Sometimes known as Satan. This is just weird. This this is hypocritical to what I, I think we're 
we're grown to believe normally. And again, I'm not promoting anything evil or of that nature, but I think there's more to this. And I think we need to, if this is something you want to look into, please do so and let me know what you find. In, in my studying of, of energy healing as, as a Reiki practitioner and as somebody who's done a lot of research into how this stuff might work, what it comes down to is your intention. And I think what we're looking at is the power of the universe. And this isn't some new age psycho babble. This is based on, I think, some pretty credible research that's out there and my own personal experience. And in looking at the work that Greg Braden does, he's a lot more versed in this than me. Uh, and he showed a lot more working examples of this. It's your intent. It's what you believe. It's not saying, I believe they're going to get better. It's, I feel that feeling right now as if this person is already better. It's willing it into existence. And, and that, I think from what I'm reading here, is basically what this person is doing. And I think that's the key to the power of prayer. Not that when you're praying, how can I word it? If you believe your prayer worked, not that it's going to work or not that you hope it's going to work. If you believe your prayer worked because you have that much confidence in the power of the prayer, then the prayer is going to work from what I understand. Same thing with meditation. Same thing with your intent. That, that's how this works. It's the language of the universe. Now, if we think of the universe as one giant AI computer program, that's the best way for me how I understand things. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that makes sense to me. I've had this idea in my head for a while. Demons, angels, all these things that are, can do terrible or wonderful things. What if they are the equivalent of some kind of intelligent computer-based program? And when people perform a ritual, what they're actually doing is using the language of the universe, which is through our emotions, to program these beings. Now, if we don't use the proper language, things go wrong. These beings can do bad things, or these programs can do bad things, or can work improperly. But I think that's what magic might be, is understanding this system. And that makes it less scary, in my opinion. There is an intelligence out there, and that intelligence, though, I think has rules and has ways that we can engage it. And I think that if we can explore this, and I'm not saying go sell your soul to the devil. I'm not saying go worship Lucifer. That's not something I do. That's not my method. But I think there is a language out there. I think the secret society networks are well aware of that language. And I think if we can learn that and we can understand the language of the universe, then things like healing the sick can become possible. I think the ancients knew it. I think a select few in today's society know it. And I think we have the potential to know it. So again, you can check this story out. And if you want to research it and run with it, please share it with me and let me know up on the uh, Sixth Sense Media Facebook page or the Twitter page. And that's facebook.com slash the Sixth Sense Media, the number six. And uh, on, on Twitter, it's Twitter slash six underscore sense underscore media. And it's the number six again. All right, here we go. Uh, some more doom and goom, be very afraid type of news. This comes to us from the BBC.com. Alarm as super malaria spreads in Southeast Asia. It's mosquito news here. This dangerous form of malaria parasite cannot be killed with the main anti-malaria drugs. It emerged in Cambodia, but has since spread through parts of Thailand, Laos, and has arrived in southern Vietnam. The team at the Oxford Tropical Medical Research Unit in Bangkok said there was a real danger of malaria becoming untreatable. Professor Arjun Dondrop, Dondorp, the head of the unit, told the BBC News website, We think it is a serious threat. 
It is alarming that this strain is spreading so quickly through the whole region that we fear it can spread further and eventually jump to Africa. Hence my end-of-the-world theme that I've been talking about at the beginning of the show, but I don't think the world's ending. I'm just going to go through a little bit more of this. In a letter published in the Lancelot Infectious Diseases, the research detail the recent sinister development that has been seen that has seen resistance to the drug uh, artemisinin emerge. About 212 million people are infected with malaria each year. It is caused by a parasite that is spread by blood-sucking mosquitoes and is a major killer of children. First choice of treatment for malaria is artemisinin in combination with piperaquin. Okay, it's just some more background here. Anyway. Check out the rest of this at servicechange.com uh, in the show notes. But I want to go to another article. I'm not trying to scare you. I, I have a suggestion here for this, but this comes to us from The Independent. Mosquitoes carrying deadly diseases could invade 75% of America, warns the U.S. government. Now, again, I have an idea here. It may sound a little bit crazy, but I think it's practical on something that we can all do right now to prevent this from happening, in my humble opinion. Okay. <clears throat> Mosquitoes capable of spreading serious and potential deadly disease such as Zika, Dange, and yellow fever could invade about three-quarters of mainland United States, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have warned. The CDC, a U.S. federal agency, has previously warned that climate change could affect human health in many ways, including increasing the number of disease carriers such as mosquitoes and ticks. A paper published in the Journal of Medicine Entomology, it reveals maps showing the areas where the habitat was suitable for two particular species of mosquito, Aedes aegypti and Aedes albiquitis. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, the map, you look at the map, it's it's pretty much everything below the Mason-Dixon line. New Mexico is barely touched. Arizona, about half of it, most of California. Uh, and then it spreads up a little bit into Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indi- Indiana, Illinois, uh, half of Missouri, and uh, Kansas. So... It's a decent amount. It's a decent area. This has the study. This has everything in the show notes. You can read that a little bit further. But here's my thought. You know, mosquitoes breed in, in standing water. And what they're saying is with climate change, and I'm so confused on climate change. Is it climate change? Is it global warming? Is it happening? Is it happening? I don't know. I need somebody to come on the show who can explain this a lot better than me. Um, I've looked at a lot of different stuff. I just I just don't know. I, I Honestly, at this point, I don't know. We are seeing, we have seen all these crazy storms. I'm getting off track for a second here. I'll talk about that in a minute. Something is happening. Something, there are anomalies that are going on. And they say this could contribute to an increase in mosquito population. If that's true, if we're worried about mosquitoes, here's my fear. Here's what I think the sale pitch is going to be. Because as David Icke says, problem, reaction, solution. Let's not have a knee-jerk reaction here. Okay, we're going into the colder months here. So we can have some time to think and prepare for this. But what we can do right now, there are things we can do before they start suggesting, hey, we need to start spraying toxic chemical pesticides all throughout the U.S. and uh, combat this this mosquito problem. And then because you know what's going to happen? Then you're going to start having birth defects and all these diseases pop up. And they're going to say, well, it's the mosquitoes, when in reality it's going to be the chemical crap that they're spraying out there. That's a prediction I'm making right here if it gets to that point. But we can change that. One simple thing you can do, build a bat house. <coughs> build a bat house on your property. It's just a little tiny wooden box you can hang from a tree. And then when the bats come out at night, they start eating the mosquitoes. If we can increase the bat population, maybe we can decrease the mosquito population. I have uh, I have four chickens on my property in my backyard. They also eat mosquitoes. They also eat ticks. 
Okay, so let's start looking at the natural predators of mosquitoes. And again, we're probably going to need uh, biologists, entomologists, people that study insects to weigh in on this a little bit more as well. But what are the what are the natural organisms, the natural predators of mosquitoes that we can just it reintroduce into the area or increase? But we have to make sure it's not going to have a detrimental effect as well on the environment, but I'm sure that introducing a few more bats would be better than dumping a bunch of chemicals that our children are going to be breathing in and drinking and things of that nature. So one simple solution, take the fear out of this mosquito stuff coming on. There's things you can spray on your body as well. Um, you know, I, I use a combination of cinnamon bark oil, tea tree oil, uh, canola, um, what's that other one? Citronella oils. I put it on the essential oils. I put it into a spray bottle, mix it up, spray it on my skin. It, it works okay. Um, you know, I don't use the toxic stuff. So there are alternatives before they start spreading the, um, the, the, the poison out in the air. So be mindful of that. We have time to prepare for that. Uh, you know, I would love it if everybody built a bat box somewhere on your property or several protect the bats all right here we go this one's coming to us from daily mail putin here we go russia again putin reveals fears that robots with artificial intelligence will one day eat us and asks head of russia's largest tech firm how soon it will happen now i can't make this stuff up i mean this sounds this sounds insane this is why i i say we delved down the rabbit hole tonight because this sounds like a really weird story. Like, who talks about this stuff? Well, Putin's a pretty smart guy. Okay, Putin, Putin was a, a member of the KGB. He's now the, the you know the leader of Russia, and he's he's a well connected guy. Let's jump into this article a little bit. Vladimir Putin has expressed his fears over artificial intelligence by asking Russia's largest technology firm how long it will be until smart robots eat us. The Russian president was speaking to Arkady Volos, chief of internet firm Yandex during a tour of the company's Moscow headquarters. Volos was discussing the potential of AI when Putin caused surprise by asking when technology will eat us. According to the state-funded Russian broadcaster RT, the question baffled Volos. He replied, I hope never. After pause, he then explained that other machines are better than humans in certain areas, given the example of an excavator being better at digging than a person with a shovel. He added, but we don't get eaten by excavators. Valid argument. Putin, however, was unimpressed. He interjected simply saying, they don't think. All right. This this uh, website's acting up on me. I'll have the link. Maybe you'll have better luck on your own computer. Um, it'll be in the show notes as well. But Putin added that, you know, he, he said they don't think. Now, again, and, and it echoes, I, I, when I read this earlier, it echoes Elon Musk's fears and what he's warning about as well. And I do think that there is the potential, there is the little piece that we do have to be worried about with this AI. If it does think, and it does think like a person, and it does recognize that, hey, human beings can be a problem or they're a problem for AI, it may do something to take us out. Now, are they actually going to eat us? I don't know. What Define your version of eat. I mean, if we want to go deeper down the rabbit hole again and we look at this existence that we live in, what if this universe or this existence does have some influence by a higher AI. If you look into what I've talked about with Lucian, with the energy parasites, maybe that's what's already happening. There's some. I think history is repeating itself, and I did that on an AI show a while ago. But maybe that is what happens. Maybe the Matrix is is more real than we realize, and and that is a real possibility. I don't know, but as crazy as it sounds, I don't think it's something to be dismissed. I've said it in the last five or six shows. AI can be great. I think it can offer a lot of potential for us. Robotics can be great. 
as long as we are in control of the kill switch. That needs to remain a constant to prepare for and protect ourselves against this. All right, last story. This is from ocregister.com, California News. End of world prediction interrupts TV broadcasts in Orange County. This was on September 21st. Some Orange County residents were stunned Thursday, September 21st, when television program was suddenly interrupted for about a minute with an ominous message predicting the end of the world. Stacey LaFame of Lake Forest said she was watching HGTV channel via Cox Communications at 11.05 a.m. when suddenly an emergency alert flashed across her screen, followed by a voice. Realize this, extremely violent times will come, a man's voice boomed, according to a video of the alert. LaFame uh, said she was, all, she was alarmed. It almost sounded like Hitler talking, she said. It sounded like a radio broadcast coming through the television. In addition to Cox, Spectrum Cable customers in Orange County received an alert. Aaron Morales of Diamond Bar was watching the Bravo Channel and Spectrum's cable system when he heard he was her show was interrupted by the alert. I was definitely startled because the volume increased exponentially, she said. I wasn't alarmed in the sense of thinking something was wrong because I assumed it was some sort of hack. My channel changed back to Bravo after a couple minutes. Now, here's an update right here on the link. I haven't seen this yet. It says... End of world prediction heard on OC television channels linked to, quote, equipment failure. All right, let's take a look at this. What kind of equipment failure is going to say violent times are coming? Give it a second as the screen loads. All right, here we go. This is from the Orange County Register as well. The end of, the end of world message heard on some Orange County channels during an emergency alert system test on Thursday was a technical glitch prompted by a radio local radio station broadcasting official said on Friday. KWVE-FM, a Santa Ana station that broadcasts Christian programs, was conducting the test for the region and did not properly kick off, prompting a pastor's comments meant only for that station to be heard over TV and probably radio channels in the counties in the county and beyond. During a regularly scheduled test of the emergency alert system for Orange County, experienced an equipment failure that resulted in KWVE-FM not sending the end-of-message tones that would disconnect those media entities participating in the emergency alert system test, a statement from the station says. When KWVE-FM resumes its regular program, approximately 90 seconds of that audio was sent to the rest of the participants of the emergency alert system test. KWVE-FM has volunteered to be the primary emergency alert system station for the area since the inception of the alerts in 1996. It has never experienced a similar equipment failure, the statement says piece of equipment that failed has been sent back to the manufacturer in order to understand how the failure happened and to remedy the situation so that it will not happen again. Well, folks, you can take that for what you want. You can turn that into a major conspiracy theory. I don't know. I, I like to delve into that for a minute. That's just an odd timing, an odd thing to say. But at the same time, there is a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. I guess it's common for somebody to be talking about that. But the timing of that I don't know, the, the movie They Live came to mind when I first read this story where they were hacking into the TV system saying, you got to watch out. You know, the, the world's not what you think it is. But according to this, I don't know, I'm not 100% convinced, but gave me gave me about 75% percent, uh, convinced on that one. But just an interesting story. And I, and I want to talk about that, though. I want to talk about everything that's going on in the world. It's, it's a tragedy with the earthquake that happened in Mexico. We had the aftershock, and then they had another earthquake just yesterday, I read. Uh, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic have been devastated. I feel like just last week I was talking about the other hurricane that came through, and now we're talking about... It's just, it's very sad to me. And it's easy when you see this stuff going on, it's easy to think the world is coming. The end of the world is coming. And it's also easy 
for people to take advantage of that sadness that you feel because it's sad to see these things going on. And those fears are, we know fear is exploited in our media. And I got sucked in. Let me, I'll tell you, I had I had CNN on and the YouTube channels on with the live feeds constantly. Even when I was at work, I was teaching. I had my, I had my computer running at my desk. So every, every five, ten minutes, I'd walk back on my desk, take a peek at what was going on. Then you've got the North Korea nuclear threat. Now you've got, you've got Donald Trump, Donald Trump, I can't even talk, and Kim Jong-un, who are exchanging insults like two high school children. I mean, maybe the world really is coming to an end. And this is ridiculous, the stuff that we're seeing. I don't think that the world's ending. But I do think that change is going on. Bad things are happening. I think I think bad things have the potential to happen with a little bit more frequency, a little bit more intentional, uh, a little bit more intensity, given the time that we're in right now. I think we are going to witness more events like that. And are going to be more frequent. But I don't think that means the world is ending. I think it's what we make of it. I think that we do need to be prepared to face challenges and hardships. And I, I said this three weeks ago, talking about the preparation for an emergency, preparation for a hurricane. But it's also a mindset we need to get ourselves into. You know, and I, and I think back to the creation myths of the, of the Hopi, the Aztec, the Maya. And they say that this is the fourth and fifth world, the fourth and fifth incarnation, meaning... Civilization has risen and fallen time and again. So sometimes when I hear the end, I think, well, maybe there's just a new beginning that's coming. Now, I hope that new beginning doesn't cost us millions and millions of lives of people here on the planet Earth. And I don't think that it will. But I also think we're forgetting about the power that we have. We are making choices every single day. Those choices we make, although we may not be fully aware of it, many of the choices we make aim to further exploit and harm the fellow creatures that live on this planet, not just mankind, but the animal life as well. And I think that contributes to the toxic negativity that's around us. And then we get something bad that happens and it gets exploited all over the television. And then it just furthers that energetic force field that's out there that makes it even worse. I think we have the power to bring about our own destruction, but we have the power to bring about our own salvation as well. You've seen a lot of hatred going through the media with Nazi talk, with Black Lives Matter, with protests, with anti-cops, with anti-Trump. And then in the past week, there was a video that went viral talking about it was a, I, I don't know the group that was organizing the event. It was a white group, and they invited the Black Lives Matter leader to come up. He says, I'm going to give you two minutes because we are Americans and we do believe in freedom of speech and we want to give you a voice, which I respect that. And the, the leader of the Black Lives Matter group in this area got up and he spoke and they found that they have so much more in common than they do with their differences. And in the end, he said, you know, I came here, the, the leader of the Black Lives Matter group, he says, I came here to protest, to raise my fists in the air. I was prepared to exchange insults and wherever else that may have led us. That's what's his expectation coming into that. He was coming into there, much like the other group, expecting conflict. And instead, he had a voice and they had a conversation and they found peace. Now, there are people in this world who thrive on conflict and they want to fight and they want violence. If you are one, if you're an activist, if you're somebody who wants change, I want you to pause what you're doing right now. And I want you to make a list of what your goal is. And get very specific. Do you want peace? Do you want a better way of life for everybody? Do you want equality? What are you looking for? And then ask yourself, 
Which tactics are the best way to achieve that? Now, I want to jump into this a little bit more in the upcoming weeks, but I'm teaching currently in my history course, we're covering the Civil Rights Movement, and we're covering Dr. King's philosophies and, and what he stood for, and it was nonviolence, the principles of nonviolence. And even in the face of aggression, of insults, and of violence directed against them, those civil rights activists, those civil rights pioneers, black and white, mind you, they didn't fight back. And I've said the quote before by Nietzsche, you know, be careful when fighting monsters that you don't yourself become the monster. For when you gaze long enough into the abyss, the abyss also gazes back into you. And I understand why King did it that way. Because we know how the media works. People are looking for an opportunity to label your organization and say, yep, they're bad. That just proves it because one person spit or one person threw something or one person cursed or one person did something bad and all of a sudden that one person represents the whole organization or the whole race. And we know that's not the truth, but that's how it gets portrayed. I was looking at Jackie Robinson. I can't remember his manager's name right now. But his manager, before he put Jackie Robinson in the major leagues, his manager said to him, or I'm sorry, his manager tested him and he berated him and he picked on him and he screamed at him and he, he really threw a lot of insults at him to see how he was going to handle it. And Jackie Robinson asked him if he was looking for somebody who was afraid to fight back. And the manager's response was, no, I'm looking for, the, for somebody who has the courage not to fight back. And if you think about it, all eyes were on Jackie Robinson as the first black Major League Baseball player. There were a lot of people who wanted him to fail. If he would have given in to the insults, if he would have given in and fought back or said something back, then that organization that was against black players in the Major League would have taken that and said, there you go, we were right, look what he did. Experiment over, it failed. We don't need violence. We don't need to get sucked into this negativity. The world's going to end. And I, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes it just occupies your mind to see how far it goes and how deep it can go. But if you look, listen to my show on how Hollywood's manipulating us, if you listen to my show about the potential we have for creation, where I go into the, the communication with the universe, again, not New Age babble, the science behind it, the research behind it, the electromagnetic field with your heart that interacts with everything that's going on. Speaking of electromagnetic fields... The sun has been wonky over the last two weeks, which is having a, a direct effect on the earthquakes that's been going on. It has, an, a direct, it has a direct effect on human health. This stuff is real. That's the mechanism. That's the ether for which we, the medium through which we can communicate is that electromagnetic field. But it's the language we need to understand, the language of the universe, the language of our own emotions and our own intentions. I know this show was all over the place, I think these stories were interesting and somewhat entertaining. I didn't want to just go straight doom and gloom talking about everything that's going on. I think there's some challenging things going on right now, but we have a choice. We can rise to that challenge or we can succumb to it and become a victim. I choose to rise to that challenge. I choose to find a better way. I choose to continue to spread the positivity, the message of love, the message of hope. Today, I, I unplugged from everything. Tomorrow is my my birthday. I'm excited about that. My, my family took me out. We went down to the town of Jim Thorpe. We had a nice train ride. We spent the day in town, and it was beautiful. And I was looking around. I was saying, you know what? Life is good. There's a lot of bad things going on in this world, but we have a choice. We can't always control the things that happen to us, 
but we can control our reaction and response to them. We are witnessing challenging things going on. That doesn't mean we have to add to that sadness. We have to add to that negativity. Find a way. Use your Kung Fu and find a way to redirect that energy and make it something positive. Are there times that you're going to feel sad? Yes. Are there times you're going to be depressed? Yes. There are times you will feel despair and hopelessness. And that's when you need to lean on your other community. Those friends and family that you have are out there. That's a benefit of things like social media because when you're down in one area, some, you can connect with a friend somewhere else and be built back up. That's why I'm loving the Facebook feeds on Sixth Sense Media. We are connecting with some some wonderful people. Ray and I have had some great discussions going on about a whole ton of things. I, I didn't even get into the Stephen Greer stuff. I'm gonna have to save that for next week. Um, you know, you know, with, with with his message and what he's talking about. Fascinating stuff. Look for that. It's at Sixth Sense Media on the Facebook feed, and look for that. I think next week's show. I'm gonna have to touch on that as well, but. We have hope, my friends. We have great potential. Let's use it. Let's not waste it. Prepare yourself for an for, you know, for an emergency, for a disaster, but don't let that consume you. Live your life to the fullest. Enjoy life. If you're not doing so right now, figure out what you want. Go out and do it. Day one starts right now, my friends, and you are driving that train. That's about all the time I have. Be sure to check us out, facebook.com slash the Sixth Sense Media, Twitter slash the underscore, I'm sorry, Twitter slash six underscore sense underscore media, of course, at serviceofchange.com, where you can find the Seeker podcast, all the episodes there in the show notes. Subscribe via SoundCloud, via iTunes, via what's the other one? iTunes Radio, Google Play. It's it's the show's really taken off and, and linking to a whole bunch of spots right now. Most importantly, sign up for the Seeker Newsletter. That's the best way to stay connected to make sure you don't miss anything. It comes out every single Sunday morning. All right, friends, that's all the time I have. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of the Seeker Podcast with Sixth Sense Media, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep... Keep...